friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Good Friday, April the 7th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's strength. I wish you God's hope today. And I thank you for being with me on this difficult day as we look to the readings not to, to move us beyond this day, and, and I'm not trying to do that too quickly. In fact, there's a reason and an importance that we stay in this day, this Good Friday, uh, for its season, and that we stay in Holy Saturday for what it has to teach us. But as I have done, when I drop these episodes on Friday, my intent is for us to be able to read and stew and chew on the Word of God that will be coming to us on this coming weekend, particularly on Sunday. And so I don't mean to rush us from this day to Easter Sunday, but it's important that we we stay in the moment of every one of these days. But I will be reading the gospel from the Easter Vigil on Holy Saturday evening, and I'll be talking about all these things a little bit here uh, tonight, but I'll be reading that gospel. It's from Matthew chapter 28 verses 1 to 10 today, if you'd like to follow along. As always, brothers and sisters, far more important than anything I have to say, I invite you to open yourself however you do it. Do it in whatever way works best for you. But open yourself, open your spirit, open your being, open your heart, open your mind, uh, open your your very self. Uh, to that Holy Spirit and allow that word to come in and speak to you in whatever way that is going to be. Again, through a word, a phrase, an idea, an image, a thought, uh, uh, something that may have come to you for the first time that you've never heard before. Let that settle and stay with it and let it bring you somewhere new like the feast that we're pointing to this Sunday the feast, the greatest feast within our church here, by the way, Easter Sunday. And so, my friends, blessed triduum to you, uh, that blessed three days, the holiest three days of our church year. And uh, again, let's break open God's word, Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After the Sabbath, As the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were shaken with fear of him and became like dead men. Then the angel said to the women in reply, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus the crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then they went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, 
and ran to announce this to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, my, my good friends, we say that at the end of every gospel, the gospel of the Lord. And, and of course, it is true because we're reading out of the gospels. But this day of all days, it is the best news. I mean, and you know gospel means good news. This is the best news. This is our greatest day. It is our greatest feast because it is the feast of God's victory. It is the feast of our victory because we, by the grace of God, get to participate in this victory because of God's goodness. Oh, I mean, brothers and sisters, this is, it is so good. Okay, I'm a church nerd. Well, two things. First thing I want to do today is I want to talk about and invite you to participate in these Triduum liturgies and its importance to do that. And whether you, you listen to this too late and can't do it this year, maybe I'm, I'm planting a seed for next year, whatever that would be. But, but that's going to be point number one. Point number two is, what, what do we learn? Why is this the best day? And, and, you know, how can a story from 2,000 years ago be that good of news. We've known it all our lives, right? All right, let's go to point number one. Now, the triduum, Latin, it's a word we never use in, in life. It, it simply means the three days, okay? Now, you're smart enough to think, well, Joe, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday, that's four days. Church can't count. You know, that's the first problem. Um, and, and my retort to that would be, well, kind of. <laughs> but kind of, but 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 we we think differently in in church time um, because the day starts in the evening, right? And uh, at sunset, so it really these three days are really day one, um, sunset on Holy Thursday, to sunset on Good Friday. Day two is sunset on Good Friday to sunset on on Holy Saturday, and day three is sunset on Holy Saturday to uh, sunset on Easter Sunday. Why is that important? Because, brothers and sisters, uh, it gives us the pattern. I mean, think of it this way, the three days. What are they? Death. That's day number one. Uh, surrender, uh, betrayal, um, suffering, and ultimately death. That's day number one. Day number two, that middle space that liminal space, that in-between space, that space and time where we simply live out of the effects of that pain and that hurt and that suffering. Uh, and that can be interminable. Uh, I, if, if, if only that were 24 hours, right? Day three, that day that we realize that even death and the moments afterward don't have the last word but life has the last word. Uh, and that ultimately God wins. God wins and life wins and love wins. Okay, 
Why are these three days important? Um, well, because again, they show the pattern and I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm going to talk a little bit more about that shortly. But, but what I want to talk about first is inviting us to pray the liturgies um, uh, with, within these three days. Now, you say, Joe, you're a church nerd. Of course you want uh, me to do that. And on some level, of course, that is true. But, but for 30 years, you could accuse me of that and say, I really would love you to do that, you know, because I helped put in a lot of work and, and, and getting the ministries and getting everything all set and the decorations and all those things. And I want you to participate in them, you know, because I've done a lot of work to help do that. But I don't do that anymore. Last, you know, year and a half, I'm, I'm, I'm outside of, not outside of the church, but, but not, not doing that work. So I'm not trying to be a salesman here. What I am trying to do is say, brothers and sisters, these liturgies are the best because they invite us not simply to listen to them like I'm doing right now, but they invite us to participate in them. How do we do that? Um, the first day is what? Death, right? Uh, so if you go on Holy Thursday evening, it's the Mass of the Lord's Supper, which even if you listen to this on Good Friday when I drop it, of course, it's going to be too late. But, but we experience and not just remember, not just think back to something that took place 2,000 years ago, but we live that experience because every Mass, the idea is we are, we are present at the Last Supper. To recall, to remember, is to do exactly that in Jewish parlance and, and thought, is to re member ourselves is to to bring back that membership we with the communion of saints live and in in communion with one another around that table with jesus the christ i mean we don't just wash feet or hands or whatever it is that we do at, at your particular church um to to like try to go through the motions and play act we do it to participate within the action of right and it humbles ourselves and, and we, uh, we recall uh, and, and, and eat the bread uh, just like they did then. And, and exactly what it was that Jesus was saying to the, to the disciples at the time is exactly what we receive. This is my body. Now, 100,000 people have said exactly what that means, and none of them have it fully, and I certainly don't. It means exactly what Jesus meant. Nothing more, nothing less. And we take that within ourselves because he invited us to. In fact, more than invited us to, he commanded us to. Take and eat. He didn't say, I hope you do it. Take and eat. Because, brothers and sisters, we need whatever sustenance that is in its fullness to move beyond. Why? What are we moving into? The other part of this day. In fact, the other part of the Holy Thursday liturgy, right? I won't say my favorite part, but, but one of my favorite parts, which is after communion. The, the Blessed Sacrament is, is processed around the church and the lights dim. And it's placed in the altar of repose and the altar is stripped while we watch in, in helplessness and can do nothing. And in watching it, we know in our gut, brothers and sisters, not in our head, in our gut, what that betrayal meant and what happened to Jesus. And we come back the next day on Friday and the altar is fully clear and there is nothing. And we enter in silence and prostrate ourselves 
and and we hear of of the suffering servant of Isaiah and and we we hear of the passion and participate in it by saying crucify him because we have done that in our life and we do that in our life and we will do it more because it's honest and we participate in it by kissing the cross right and venerating it and we go away empty because the cross seems to win. And we leave not with song. We leave with the cross up on the altar area and, and the candle snuffed. And it feels like death has the last word. And then we enter into Holy Saturday, that time of we have nothing to do but sit in that pain and the hurt of whatever suffering has happened and is happening in our life. And sometimes that is 24 hours, sometimes it's 24 minutes, sometimes it's 24 years. Brothers and sisters, we live, and I've said this before, we live most of our lives in Holy Saturday. Um, in that time of waiting, that time of emptiness, that time of hope, that time of of pain, that time of regret, that time of, of misery, that time of, of scars. But here's what I know, that that's not the last day. That's only the second day. And that invites us again to participate in the liturgies of the third day, which is life and love wins and God wins. I mean, and that's the best. And if you have a chance, go to the Easter Vigil. It's long. Just, just put aside that. Stop. Stop. Leave your watch at home. Give yourself to the liturgy because it's all about darkness and light. It's all about um, uh, dryness and water and, and the images of water and light that come through. And again, we participate in it because we sit in darkness waiting and listening to our story and having the bravery and the courage to hope, to hope that this Holy Saturday and Good Friday, that they weren't the end and the last word. And then ultimately at the glory of the, the lights come up and we participate and realize what it means to go from darkness to light. And that we have the, the dare, dare to hope when, when the water is, is um, you know, sprinkled upon us and we dip our hands on the way out and sign ourselves again with that idea of our baptism that we are immersed in Christ and that Christ has the last word. We participate in it. When we see the Easter candle alone among all the lights in the darkness that all the darkness in the world can't put out, even in the midst of our suffering, like there's, there's a, a hope deep within that, that will not go out. Brothers and sisters, the Triduum are the greatest liturgies in the world because we participate in what is the pattern. And that brings me to the second part of what I want to say. And I've said it before. In fact, I said much of it two weeks ago. It's interesting, you know, that, that um, two weeks ago it was Lazarus, right? Last week was the Passion. Brothers and sisters, what the three days does, what the Triduum does is it remind us, reminds us this is, this is the pattern of life. Our God is too much of a realist um, to pretend 
and to try to speak to us and say, we'll walk between the raindrops and you will not experience suffering. If, if whatever idea of the gospel is leading you there, or whatever idea of, of people preaching or speaking to you is saying that we will avoid suffering in this earth, um, we need to know that that's, that's a false gospel. Our lives have had, maybe currently have, and will have suffering. And brothers and sisters, they will leave scars. They will leave scars that are bitterly painful. The gospel, twice, the angel and Jesus had to tell Mary and the other Mary, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, Mary the wife of Clopas. That's who that is. Do not be afraid. Why? Because they were afraid. Were they afraid of crazy happenings? Yes, of course they were. There's a reason that that the soldiers fell on the ground like dead men, but they were afraid of the pain. They were afraid that the pain would overwhelm them. They were afraid that pain would have the last word, that despair wins, that darkness wins, that death wins. And both of them had to say, do not be afraid of that. In fact, the image I want, I know that I will sit with. I'll say I want you to sit with it, but I want, I want you to sit with whatever the Holy Spirit's telling you to sit with. The image that I will sit with is this. On the Sabbath, the first day of the week, okay? That, that should, like already, flags should be going, you know, going up or, or light bulbs going on in our head that says what, the first day of the week, that's when creation begun. This is the new creation, right? It's the first day of the week. Jesus is doing something new. God, through Jesus, is doing something new. It's so good. It is so good. And Mary and Magdalene, the other Mary, came to the tomb not to see something crazy, not to see a resurrection, but because they loved their friend and wanted to sit with him, even in his death. Isn't that beautiful? Even in their pain, they wanted to be with the one whom they loved, to share that pain. And, uh, and this is the part. This is the part. Um, and behold, uh, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. And for most of my life, until I read it right now, I really thought, not consciously, but I thought, isn't that great that they approached right at the time of resurrection? What if they'd have been there 10 minutes later, you know? Or what if they'd have come a little early? They had to sit around for a while. But I think that's just so dumb, Joe. Why'd you think that for all that time? Of course that's dumb. No. <laughs> Jesus wasn't even around at this time. All this happened because it was when they approached. Why? Because the angel of the Lord had something to show them. It wouldn't have happened if they had approached two hours later. It would have happened two hours later. Why? Because the angel of the Lord had something to show. Okay, so they approach. The angel of the Lord descends and rolls back the stone and sits upon it. And I want you to envision it because I'm sure doing it in my head. And I just see the smirk on the angel. It's like the angel's just sitting on it like, see what I can do? See what I can do? Not just rolling away the stone, but you know that difficulty that you had? You know the great pain you carry? I'm just going to sit and rest on it and have this smirk like, <laughs> like holy shit. This is, this is what I can do with the greatest pain you've ever had. And I'm just going to sit and relax on it. And I'm going to have a, a lemonade. Or I'm going to have an apple teeny. Or whatever it is. 
And I'm just going to sit here and recline because this is nothing. This is nothing. Why did I come down here? Because I got something to show you. Take a look in there. There's nothing there. There's nothing there that can harm you. There is nothing there that you need to fear. Yes, the scars, brothers and sisters, remember this. The scars don't go away because of Easter Sunday. Jesus carries them. We're going to hear more about that next week. All right? And so I won't step on that. This day doesn't take away the pain of 24 minutes to 24 years. It doesn't take away the pain of day one. But it conquers it. But it says, this is the last word. I don't know who that angel is in your life and when they will approach, or even if we will see them approach this side of the veil. Maybe we see them approach on the other side. But I do know this, that the pain you and I are going through, that the sorrow and the suffering and the sadness and the lament and the scars that we carry, they do not have the last word. They do not. And eventually, we're going to see an angel of the Lord, and maybe that's our spouse, maybe it's our best friend, maybe it's a child, maybe it's someone we've never met before, that somehow, and they don't even know they're the angel, but they're going to approach us with that wonderful grin on their face and sit, and, and maybe have a drink in their hand and maybe not, and, but they're going to point out something that's just, and, and, and everything, all the puzzle pieces fit into place, and, and we're able to look back at a moment and the veil parts for just a moment. Maybe it's just that momentary glimpse that says, yeah, yeah, that, that death didn't have the last word. Doesn't mean it wasn't painful. Doesn't mean it wasn't uh, incredibly formative in our life. And maybe because of that, we are somebody new now and we've gone to a new place. But all of a sudden we're gonna see, but I wouldn't be where I am now without it but I wouldn't be who I am now without it. But I wouldn't have this new lens through which I view life without it. Or I wouldn't have this understanding or the wisdom that I can pass on. I don't know what it presents itself as. I have no idea. But I know that there's something for us. And it won't show itself until we're ready to approach. But when we're ready to approach, it will be there. And it will open. And, and, and it will be, <laughs> I, I want to say casual, but it will be, just as, as every day and like, didn't you see? Didn't you see all along? This is it. This is, this is it. It's got nothing. It's got nothing. And they left fearful, but yet hopeful. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Don't let anybody tell you, oh, it's all one or the other. It's black or white. We live in that gray. We carry both. But have the, have the, the, Courage, maybe that's the right word, to hope beyond hope that, that this is better than our fear and our scars and our hurt. Brothers and sisters, we live in day one and day two. We cannot get through them to day three without them. But day three is the last word. Life wins. And, uh, and, and last thing I'll say, uh, and, I, and I know I've gone over my time, it's Easter. Thanks for your patience with me. But Jesus says, listen, go and tell. Go and tell. Um, go and tell my brothers and sisters. Go tell those you love. You know, the angel, I love that. That was his last words. Behold, I've told you. I've done my job. I rolled away and I sat on it and said, 
This, you're better than this. You're bigger than this. God is bigger than this. Don't you worry. I've told you. Now it's time for you to buy it, believe it. And when you do, when you do, remember, like the woman at the well, then we have something to say. But don't speak till you do. Don't speak till you know it. And you know it inside. They, they, they feared and yet believed. And then they had something to say when they went back and said, hey, he's going before us. He's going to meet you where you are. When we're ready, when we're ready to approach, that stone will roll. And we got something to see. And maybe then we got something to say. Blessed tree to him, my friends. And happy Easter to you. And let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first glorious mystery, Jesus rises from the dead. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. I am so grateful that you are with me on this, the holiest and best of days. May God be with you. Be well, and God's peace.